0: Welcome back to Maturing the Bride. We are in book number three, which is Cat and Dog Theology. We're trying to portray or communicate to you that there are two different Christianities out there. And this is an easy way to try to understand those two different Christianities by looking at the differences between cats and dogs. And in this lecture, we're going to go over seven practical differences cat theology brings about in your life. And all of this is based on the differences between cats and dogs. We have the differences. We talked about them last time. They're very different. And there's a joke about those differences. A dog says, you pet me, you feed me, you shelter me, you love me, oh, you must be God. Whereas a cat says the exact same thing, you pet me, you feed me, you shelter me, you love me. I must be God. Again, this characterizes much of Christianity today around the world. I have been all over the world speaking, and I see these two differences. Dog theology basically says this book, the Bible, it's about God. And we open up the pages and say, what does God get out of that? What does God get out of me going to heaven? What does God get out of saving me? What does God get? Whereas a cat is constantly asking a different question. They look at this book and say, it's about me. They study meology and they say, hey, what do I get out of this? What do I get when I saved? What do I get when I get to heaven? What's in this for me? Men and women, I want to challenge you that cat theology is like a cancer that's in our churches. It's a cancer that's in our churches and we don't even know it. Just as many years ago, I had cancer in my body and didn't even know it. My wife said, hey, what's this thing on your back? I had it checked out. Oh, it was cancer. I didn't even know. Same with our churches. There's a cancer inside our church. It's eating away at us and we don't even know it. And that's one of the reasons our weekly attendance from the average person in America has gone from 45% down to 29%. It's eating away at us. It's killing us, men and women, and we need to stop it. So let's go over these seven practical differences Cat Theology is going to bring about in your walk with God, and in my walk with God. Now I want you to know that I am talking about the extremes. Extreme cat theology and extreme dog theology. Most of us fall somewhere in the middle between these two extremes. But I want you to see the extremes so that you can recognize them and hopefully make changes in your lives as a result. Let's look at difference number one. Men and women, there are two different motivations for getting to heaven with cats and dogs. Two totally different motivations for getting to heaven with cats and dogs. Now, both say the only way you can get to heaven is through Jesus. They both agree on that. But they have different motivations for bringing Christ into their lives. Cats, you see, walk away from hell. If hell is over there and heaven is over there, here's how a cat gets to heaven. I don't want to go to hell, I don't want to go to hell, I don't want to go to hell, I don't want to go to hell. hell. They're headed in the direction of heaven, but they're focused on hell. They were focused on themselves the entire time. Cats got to heaven focused on themselves. Dogs get to heaven very differently. You see, dogs walk toward heaven. They have found someone who's so beautiful, he's beauty. Who's so glorious, he's glory. Who's so powerful, he's almighty. And they say, like my son Hunter said many years ago, I love this guy. He is so clear, He is so great. And he, this is great. They have fallen in love with God. This is what Matthew 13, is trying to tell us. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then, in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought the field. In his joy. Men and women, do you know what's supposed to characterize Christianity? Joy. Why? We found a treasure. But many Christians don't characterize their lives by joy. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you know joyless? Christians, do you know Christians who don't have joy, who just kind of get through life in kind of a ho-hum attitude? I do. I know many of them. Why are they so ho-hum? Why is their walk with God so middle of the road, so weak? It's because they've never found the treasure. They're simply walking away from hell. Hey, men and women, there are many Christians out there who are relieved. Praise God, I prayed the prayer, I'm not going to hell. But they have no joy. Why? They were focused on themselves coming into the kingdom. That is difference number one. What about difference number two in the area of obedience? Men and women, both cats and dogs, want obedience in their lives. Both cats and dogs go to obedience school, but the obedience school that they go to is just a little bit different. There's cat obedience school, and there's dog obedience school. Dogs want people to obey God, whereas cats want God To obey them. How does a cat want God to obey them? Dear Lord, I want this and this and this. In Jesus' name I claim it. Amen. God, I prayed in your name and you said in the word, if I ask anything in your name that you'd give it to me. So, okay, God, where is it? I'm asking in your name. Obey me, God. And so cats expect God to obey them because they're praying in Jesus' name. Well, what about another difference? Difference number three in their quiet times. Both cats and dogs have quiet times. Both cats and dogs meet with God. Both cats and dogs seek after God. But the quiet times that they have are a little bit different. Dogs are focused on the glory of God. Glory to God in the highest. Glory, glory to God in the highest. They're focused on God's glory, glory. God and so they're asking questions like, how is God's glory shining in my marriage? How is, in my how is God's glory shining in my parenting? How is God's glory shining in my parenting? How is God's glory shining in my business? How is God's glory shining in my singleness? How is God's glory shining in, glory shining in the way I keep my house in the neighborhood? Where is the glory of God with what is happening in our nation? Where is the glory of God with what is happening in other nations? Dogs are constantly focused on the glory of God. Well, cats have quiet times too, but a cat's quiet time is just a little bit different. God, when I come to meet with you, it's not about what you want, it's about what I want. My quiet time is all about what I need, about what I want. And so the focus is on how you, God, should be serving me. Cats and dogs both seek after God. Their hearts beat for God. But a cat's heart beats for God's gifts. Whereas a dog's heart beats for God's glory. Two different ways of seeking after God, two different Christianities. Well, let's look at difference number four in the area of prayers. Both cats and dogs pray, of course. They're having quiet time, so they're praying, but their prayers look a little bit different. Here is a typical cat prayer that I've heard all over the globe. It goes something like this Dear Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Period. Full stop. End of prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Men and women, that prayer is not incorrect, but I want to challenge you. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. They've put a full stop. Once they realize their sins are forgiven, they put a full stop on the end of the prayer. Hey, my sins are dealt with. Praise God. I'm going to go to heaven. And a dog says, Cat, finish the prayer. Finish the prayer. Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins so that, so that, so that I may glorify you, I may point to you, I might declare your glory and your mercy. That is the end of the prayer. You've died on the cross for my sins so that I might bring you glory. Two different types of prayers. Are your prayers all focused on what he has done for you or Do you pray those prayers and finish it with what you can do for him? It's two different types of prayers, two different types of quiet times, two different types of Christianities. Well, let's go to number five, worship. Both cats and dogs worship God. They both are spending time in worship, but their worship again is a little bit different. Dogs worship God, primarily for who he is, primarily for who he is, secondarily for what he has done for them. When dogs seek God, when they worship God, they're worshiping God primarily for who he is. What a God, what an amazing God he is. And so typical songs for dog are like, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, or how great thou art, or indescribable. These are songs that focus primarily on the character of God. Cats, on the other hand, worship God primarily for what he has done for them, secondarily for who he is. And so to a cat, the favorite three words in all cat songs, can you guess what they are? What are the favorite three words in cat songs? Think you know it? Here it is. Me my and I. Me, my, and I. These are the favorite words in cat songs. Why? They're singing about themselves in a Christian context. They're singing about themselves. Look at what God has done for me. Who am I that the God of all the earth should care to know my name? God, you did all this to set me free, oh God. Thank you, me, my, and I. Cats sing about themselves in a Christian context. The songs are not incorrect, but they're very incomplete. How about difference number six in the area of lordship? In the area of lordship, both cats and dogs have lordship. He is lord, cats and dogs are saying. But their lordship, mm, it looks a little bit different. You see, in a cat's lordship, a cat has a clipboard, and they basically say, God, here's how I want to serve you. And so a cat puts on their clipboard, here's how I want to serve you. Number one, God, I want to pastor a mega church. And then number two, God, I want to start a new church plant in Hawaii. Yep, that would be excellent. And then number three, I want to work among the rich and the famous. So God, if you would allow that, that would be great. That's how I want to serve you. And then uh, after 15 years, I want to transfer to the Bahamas and work over there. After that, God, help me write the top five bestsellers of how God wants to bless you. That's what I want, Lord. And uh, P.S., I don't work with the poor, the blind, the crippled, or the lame. And so they said, God, would you please sign here? Would you please sign here? This is how I want to serve you. This is what I want to do. So, God, please sign here. I'm serving you. I'm doing everything for you, God. It's how I want to serve you. Please sign here. And a cat, without realizing it, has lost the lordship of Christ. He's not really their Lord. They are his Lord. They want God to serve them and how they think it is best to serve God. In the cartoon book that we made up, I made up a cartoon of a cat and how they see the lordship of Christ, but they draw lines in the sand. They say, God, you can only go to this point. After that, you can't go any further. And so the cat cartoon says this, I said you could have everything, but don't touch my kids. You're Lord, but don't touch my kids. You can't have my kids. And so for a cat, they've got a limited lordship, which in reality is not lordship at all. And yet cats still sing, All to Jesus I surrender, but the song is, I don't know, it's just a little bit different. All to Jesus I surrender as long as I live safe and secure. Ask me to sacrifice or suffer, listen, Lord, I'm out of here. I surrender all up to a point. I surrender all up to a point. I surrender all up to a point. Jesus, if you go beyond that point, you're no longer Lord. I'll keep playing the game. I'll keep going to church. I'll keep doing all the right things, but you're not Lord. But I hope in doing the right things, you're still going to bless me because it's the blessings that I really want, not so much you. Dogs have a very different type of lordship. Dogs also have a clipboard, but they basically say, Lord, I'll go anywhere or do anything or say anything for your kingdom." You know, I used to think that that was the graduate level of Christianity. After you've maybe been to Bible school and been to seminary, and then you'll finally get to a point where you say, okay, Lord, I'll go anywhere, do anything or say anything for your kingdom. But now I've found that's basic Christianity. That's what God wants for you and for me. If we're going to have the fullest joy and bring him the most glory, We say, I'll go anywhere, do anything, or say anything for your kingdom. It is not the graduate level. And so for a dog, it's blank. It's blank. They're not telling God what they're going to do. They're saying, God, you write in what you want me to do, and oh, by the way, God, I've already signed my name at the bottom. I've already signed my name at the bottom. I'll do whatever you want me to do. My life is yours. You've bought it with a price. You paid for it. And so on the other half of that cartoon of drawing our lines in the sand, a dog says this. My life, my wife, my kids, whatever pleases you, use us for your glory. God, it's whatever you want. My life, my wife, again, as I said in the last book, God, if bringing you more glory is going to come about by having an accident and losing an arm or losing a leg or losing my sight, that's fine. It's about you. It's about your glory. You want to take my kids overseas. You want to do whatever you want, God. Glorify your name. Well, we get to the final difference. Difference number seven, blessings and glory. Men and women, again, I want you to see both cats and dogs want blessings, both cats and dogs want to be glorified, but they put a different emphasis on it. They put a different emphasis, or emphasis, of course, trying to play a little joke here, I hope you're laughing, all right, on the blessings and the glory. A dog's desire to see God glorified is greater than his desire to be blessed by God. A dog's desire to see God glorified is greater than their desire to be blessed by God. Dogs are constantly saying, what can we do for the glory of God? Now they do want to be blessed, yes. There are times when they say, God, I want this or need this, but it's a secondary prayer. It's not the A prayer that they're focused on most of all. The A prayer is, God, where is your glory shining? How can I make you be glorified in my life. Cats, on the other hand, are flipped. A cat's desire to be blessed by God is greater than their desire to see God glorified. A cat's desire to be blessed by God is greater than their desire to see God glorified. And a cat basically says, God, if you give me that new car, if you give me that new house, if you give us that boat, I will so praise you. I will so bless you. I will so glorify you if you give me those blessings. And so a cat is focused more on the blessings than on the glory. And when God's glory points to something other than blessing, when God's glory says, hey, I want you to scale back. Don't get as big a house. Don't get as nice a car. Don't get as as expensive as a laptop as you're trying to get. A cat prays about it and thinks about it. And finally concludes, no way. That can't be. Like I don't think so. I don't think so, God, I saw how you blessed David, I saw how you blessed Abraham, I saw how you blessed all these people in the Bible. God, I just want your blessings. Keep God's glory says, I want you to suffer to make my name great. And a cat says, That's just not us. Suffer. God, I didn't give my life to you so I would suffer. I don't do suffering, but I do want the blessings. Bring down those blessings like you bring down the house. Yeah, God, I love it. I like it and I want some more of it. I just want the blessings. That's why I gave you my life. I want the blessings. And finally, when God's glory directs you to go overseas, A cat gets very uncomfortable with those words and they begin to sing their favorite Scott Wesley Brown song singing. Please don't send me to Africa, I don't think I've got what it takes. God, I don't think I've got what it takes. You know, I went on that short-term mission trip. I felt very uncomfortable the whole time. And, God, languages are not my thing. You know, Latin was a dead language. I barely understood that one. French, I nearly killed that language. There's no way I can learn Arabic or Mandarin or something like that. And, and God, they eat strange food. God, I don't even do Taco Bell. So uh, I tell you what, God, I'll make you a deal. I'll serve you here in suburbia in my comfortable middle class life. Just give me a comfortable middle class life, Lord. I'll tithe 11%. I'll even work with the youth. I'll do whatever it takes. Just keep me warming these pews. Cats have slowly lost the lordship of Christ in their lives. Well, that ends the seven practical differences cat theology brings about in your life. And men and women, I'm trying to tell you and trying to warn you, it's like a cancer that's in our churches, not only here in the United States, but around the globe. A cancer that's killing us and eating away at the very core of our spirituality. Well, In our next time together, we're going to have fun. Why? We are going to grade God. We're going to give God grades from an A to an F and see how he did in his creation. And we're going to discover his joy. Welcome to maturing the bride.